0: Welcome to Because We Love You, a podcast dedicated to helping you live a life of wellness. My name is Stacey and I'm here with my co-host Jade. Hello. This
1: week our topic is on romantic love. Ooh la la. <laughs> so as always, check out our show notes for more information and resources about what we're talking about
0: today. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or watch us on YouTube. Welcome to Because We Love You, a podcast focused on helping you understand mental health, human wiring, faith, and wellness. We
1: hope you feel empowered and inspired to make
0: changes in your habits and lifestyle. This podcast is hosted by best friends and hardworking professionals. College professor, Dr. Stacy Lepowski. And physician assistant, Jade Breback. Together, they invite you into this community to share encouragement and hope with one another. Why? Because we love you.
1: Romantic love in the month of February. Yes how special, how typical. (laughs) We have to talk about love in February. Honestly though, like when I think about the month of February, it's not my favorite month. I'm sorry for all you people born in February, but I think we had to make something like exciting about February because it's like we have one more month until the time change, until it is warm outside. So let's put A lot of loving and fun trips and date Mm -hmm. nights and things that are fun in February. So that's what February is about, Month of Love. So this is romantic love, and I think it's so interesting. We are on... Our fifteen years combined, not together,
0: but um, <laughs> <So fair. laughs> but we we've both, both are, been married for fifteen for, years. Not yeah. to each other, to be clear. Although <laughs> you're probably There's wondering some at this point <laughs> of
1: that with our husband. Yeah. we haven't even known each other for fifteen years. That's yeah. right. Um That's right. but fifteen years
0: has definitely changed yes. our
1: perspective on romantic for love, sure. right? It's
0: funny. I was just talking with my husband about this the other day and we were talking about like those kids who were standing up there on that altar. Saying we'll love each other forever. They didn't. If they only knew, right, what was coming. How old were you when you got married? Um,
1: 23. Oh, wow. I was 19. Or 20. Sorry. I was 19 when I got 20. 20? Yeah, you're a baby. What the mess? Who lets their 20-year-old up there on that (laughs) altar? Your frontal lobe's not even formed. Let's get <laughs> right. some parameters here. I'm so glad my mom and dad did though. Oh, that would have been yeah. <laughs> that would have been a bad moment. <laughs> but yeah. it's so it's so easy to be filled with the love movies of yes. of the world and the love couples and to see mm-hmm. all these things. And how does that? What's your favorite? I what's your favorite love, love story?
0: Oh, gosh. I don't know. There's so many. I love love and I love romantic comedies. One that comes to mind that I watch every holiday season is Love Actually. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this?
1: I haven't watched it as much as you have, but yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think of this like, you know, it's funny as we talk about the difference between, you know, reality and the ideal that we see in movies. And I you know, so vividly think of this scene where this guy is standing outside of the house of his best friend and his wife. who just got married and he like did their, you know, he was their videographer and he holds up these cards and he's like, you know, tell him that it's Carolers. And there's all these things Mm -hmm. like I've been in love with you and all this stuff. Right. And in a movie it's like, Oh my gosh. Right. But imagine if this happened in real life, like someone came up to your house and was expressing their love to you, your husband's best friend. I would be like, Like what (laughs) stop that no but in a movie it's so
1: beautiful yeah it's like oh they really it was true love they're soulmates yeah and in real life it's like no you had your chance and yeah it's
0: like buddy too late too little too late get out of (laughs) here yeah yeah. I love how
1: we um and we've talked about this we're watching the series Sweet Magnolia right now um and and one of the couples that we love so much is like the woman is going through this divorce yeah Maddie if you know if you're watching is going you through know. this divorce yeah. and we should be totally supporting like get back together reunification this it. is what we're doing cuz yeah. that's like what what I would tell a friend like right. if they were going right. through that but on this um show it's like oh cow go for cow the sexy <laughs> for the
0: single baseball, baseball player <laughs> yeah. with all of the
1: muscles do it do it do it and and yeah. it's like that's the that's not realistic yeah. i mean even though that's the easier thing it's yeah. like go for something new and different The hard thing is work at it. Yeah. It's work. Yeah. It's effort. And I think that's the difference that when we are 15 to 21, when
0: we're thinking about getting (laughs) married, we're like, we don't realize how much work
1: it is. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) It's hard. And, you know, we think about why why does love matter? Like, is it really all it's cracked up to be? Do we really need a partner in that way? Like, is it important? And I think it's interesting to look at the research on romantic love and just the power of connection. Of course, we've talked about community before, how we're mm-hmm. wired for it. Um, and if you're not married or you're, <laughs> um, you know, not into the idea of marriage, one thing that may surprise you is that people are happier when they're mm-hmm. married, um, report, you know, greater well-being. And so when you look at people, when they're in romantic relationships you know they're healthier they're wealthier they're happier they live longer they have better immune responses mm-hmm. so you know it's it is it's maybe all it is cracked up to be yeah it's clearly
1: worth it mm-hmm. if we put the work in it yes worth Ooh. it if you work it worth it i, I oh, love like it it, I love it. I, I love it. that's our no. tagline <laughs> <laughs> worth it if you work it worth it Working. um yeah and and so one of that studies and, and when you're just thinking about it is i think some of it is that, like the physical touch that yep. comes like in a marriage and i love the idea of just like holding someone's hand mm-hmm. it like reduces um the stress level and the brain's response to like trauma and a threat yeah and don't don't you feel that way sometimes it's like you, you feel like you're fighting this world alone you mm-hmm. know and, and and maybe your spouse is right there beside you but when that hand comes across and yep. you feel like they hold your hand it It's like a unified force and it's like two are better than one. Like when we're together, we are, we are better. But I love that whole idea of just like the simple handhold that we're doing this life together. And maybe that's why we're happier and you're healthier and we're wealthier. It's like, we're better. We're better together.
0: Yep. I love that. Um, you know, one area of research that I find interesting is thinking about who we end up with. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was kind of fun to look into and read, read about a little bit. And there are obvious ones. Like, of course, we, um, you know, first impressions are important yeah. and physical attractiveness. And we end up with people we're physically attracted to. Um, and isn't that though so dangerous, though? Because whenever I ask young people, like, why do you like yeah. him? It's
1: always like that, that, that's where it yeah. stops. And so yep. I think that's one of the dangerous parts about yeah. getting married so soon. It's like, oh, but we're getting ready to tell you all the other reasons <laughs> right. that might be right. more important of why, why you're yeah. getting together.
0: But, you know, I think also physical attractiveness, and there's evidence of this, come, can come from liking. Like, you know, think of those situations where I've had friends who go out on a date and they're like, I don't know, he's not that cute or I'm not attracted to him, but like, he's such a good guy and so funny. And if they stick with it, you know, it's like three months later and they're like, oh, he's so cute and I love him so much. And, you know, it's like yeah you know liking and positive personality traits also lead to being physically attracted to someone yeah.
1: and research shows that just time spent with somebody yeah. like the sheer exposure yeah. after exposure, yeah. after, exposure yeah. after exposure with yeah. somebody which kind of makes me think <laughs> think though it's like can we manipulate falling <laughs> in love can I just show yeah. my face a lot
0: yeah make the someone love you yeah. It's interesting, I read a study about that, um, where they had it was in a college classroom and they had a this woman come in either never, um, it was like five times, ten times, or fifteen times, something like that. And then they had people rate, you know, attractiveness and how they felt about her at the end of the semester. And the the longer she was there, the more people liked her and were attracted to her. So yeah, get your face in front of your crush. I think oh that matters.
1: <laughs> I manipulated Jason to like him. I literally stalked go. him for like <laughs> one year like everywhere he went my face was there surprise. there you go on the quad surprise, and yeah. surprise. how was that so many
0: places and he just saw yeah. me so much he fell in love with me there you go there we did it. and they say you know that's the one of the number one thing that things that come up is like proximity proximity determines our relationships right and I think that online dating has changed that it's widened our circles certainly but at some point right you still need to be within you know, the same geographic location to actually build a lasting relationship with someone, um, but yeah, proximity matters. So, yeah. so know, if you're not finding you're anyone around.
1: here, if you're single, yes, not married but single, and yeah. you're just stuck, then you need to change that proximity. And then you change need to you see somebody cute, keep going at them, <laughs> show right. your face, yeah, <laughs> and you'll get that man.
0: The other one I love is, of course, we always hear opposites attract, and there's really not a lot of evidence of that, which I think is funny. Um, we actually end up with people that are similar to us, and that's true in terms of looks. Um, that's true in terms of, you know, religious beliefs, race, ethnicity, um, political beliefs, like we values, ideals, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, that actually, you know meeting someone and being with someone who's totally different from you on those core things would be really hard. Yeah. Right. Which makes sense because imagine every day coming home and everything's a battle. Like I think this, no, I think you're wrong. I think this, that's so hard, especially when it's your person. Right. Feels so much better when it's like, yeah, that's a great point. I agree with you. Like that validation feels great. I think it's hard, too.
1: Some people are not always as honest during those dating Mm -hmm. years. And so sometimes they act like they like some things more Mm -hmm. than they like them. And it's so important for us to be our true self when we're in those relationships before we pick that person. Because we are kind of like if I think you love watching um, baseball like right now, or my husband thought I loved watching baseball, and I do. But if I, like, totally was like, I don't want to see another baseball game for the rest of my life, and then we're married, that's going to be a a point of contention, and we're going to fight over that, and that's not being true. So truly, like, you know, not faking it. During the dating life so that you yeah. can produce these commonality goals um, mm-hmm. and you know that hey like we really do like the, the same thing because it would be yeah. a shame if um, I've seen this often like one person really likes to go out and do a lot mm-hmm. of stuff like they want to be out they want to be about and they really don't like that but they do it because they're so like yeah in love and right. they'll do whatever it takes to be with that person but then that that wears off and yep. then they're left with no I kind of want to be at home all the time you're like what yeah like, <laughs> how did this happen <laughs> I want to do all the things yeah and so that that makes you have to work it a yeah. lot hard yeah. harder um because you weren't kind of upfront and honest so yeah that's good that's
0: good picking point. those
1: same things no.
0: Now, I think the one kind of caveat or thing to keep in mind is, of course, we do look for people who complement us, like our yeah. strengths and weaknesses, kind of related to what we talked about last week. You know, um, it's great that, um, you know, you know this about me. I'm way overly anxious about everything and worry about everything. Everything is automatically worst case scenario. And uh, my husband, Matt, is totally on the mm. other end of the spectrum, like does not worry about anything, never considers like negative outcomes. It's just, you know, that kind of thing. And so... It's good that we balance each other out, right? Because if we were both like, the world is ending every day, that yes. would be a terrible. But also, if we never cared about anything or never worried about anything, we would, of course, be way too lax, yeah. maybe, about, like, what we let our kids do and the experiences we have and stuff like that. So, you know, yeah. certainly our partners can compliment us. Yeah. Um, we
1: Like, if... It was up to me to bring drinks to a trip or to a retreat. It would never happen. And so I'm so thankful I have a complimenting partner yes, who makes sure that I stay hydrated and you stay hydrated. Yes. And I just think about those things that he adds to the relationship yes. to yes. make us, you know, better. And that's a silly example. Yes, um, he brings a lot more to you. He brings a lot more than beverages, baby. <laughs> you do. <laughs> you do. You calm me down. You do a lot. Um, what did I say? I said something really sweet to him in my little 40-year-old post. You are the calm to my storm yeah. Yeah, he calms me yeah. down. Yes. There you go. So it's a lot more than that. But we do. And in some view, that is opposites, or it seems a little yeah. bit like we're opposites. But no, it's just like the, thi- the, yeah. the different strengths and weaknesses. to my yang.
0: Yeah, but core values, beliefs, things that are important to you, those we tend to line up with. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, –
1: also, when we think about what makes, like, when we find our person, right? Yeah. Um, what are the three things that kind of pull it all together that science
0: and research says, yeah. like, makes that like power yeah. couple? So, you know, one of the models that I've seen before comes from a researcher named Sternberg, and um, they, he kind of talks about three different components. So intimacy, which is like, you know, connection, closeness, trust, that kind of stuff. Um, passion is the second one. So like the butterflies, the excitement, the sexual attraction, all of that. Mm-hmm. And then um, commitment. Is the third one so that bond, that commitment to you know a long-lasting relationship. So when you think about kind of the ideal relationship as it works out, it would include all of those things, right? The ideal romantic love, they call it consummate love, where you know you feel close to them, you feel connected, but you also have that like spark and the passion, and it's combined with this like kind of long-term commitment to that individual. And of course, we can have mm-hmm. higher, low levels of each of those things. Um, but one interesting thing I think about that model one thing that I think is important for all of us to remember is that the natural course of a relationship involves a, a you know, a, a, decline of passion. Um, and I think a lot of people get hung up on that, right? Because how good is it to fall in love mm. and have those butterflies and be in that stage of self-disclosure and vulnerability and we're telling each other all the things and you just make me feel so yeah. good. Like that's kind of addicting. Yeah.
1: It is. It is. It's the dopamine dump that we've said so many times yeah. before. We get it from so many different things. Mm-hmm. And um I think the sign of maturity is realizing that life can't be just the dopamine yep. dump. It has to yep. be the slow, the steady um, the yeah. commitment piece to yeah. that, the intimacy piece. You mm-hmm. know, passion is short lived. You know, yeah. at a least like the regu-
0: stupid obsessive passion, right? Of course, we can yeah. tell passion, but
1: even in a, in a relationship, passion—the yeah. sheer word of it—comes in bursts. Like yeah. we can't be passionate all day long. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. even if you're at a sporting event, you're, even some of the game mm-hmm. is boring. You're not passionate for two hours. Like yeah. yeah. You're passionate in bursts. Yeah, and, and so when you put put those that timeline even in a long-standing relationship Mm -hmm. it's just so short-lived it's the other two that kind of carry that and that's where the work comes in like intimacy is hard work yeah um yeah and and commitment is 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 a choice yep and then it's totally it's it's Mm -hmm. a lot of hard work it's hard work to like fight for passion to go somewhere else when somebody else is feeding it because the world wants to feed us passion in in multiple places that take us away from the
0: marriage passion yeah it's tempting right to move in that direction of like oh I feel that kind of flutter of butterflies again mm-hmm. and to want to go towards that but and
1: it feels right in the moment sure but it's the other two pieces that have yeah. to hold us so I feel like if we if we have the commitment if we have the intimacy mm-hmm. and we worked really hard for that it makes it easier to decline passion in, in yep. other areas that aren't with yeah. our Our spouse. um.
0: Yeah. And I think it's interesting to look at the neuroscience research on neurotransmitters, those chemicals in our brain that lines up with this, Mm -hmm. because they find that, you know, in that early stupid obsessive love phase, we see high levels, like you said, of dopamine, but also higher levels of, you know, um, serotonin, testosterone, adrenaline, those like, you know, things that feel good, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, And over time, they see those decrease on the course of that, you know, over the course of that relationship. But you also see, and we've talked about this before, Mm -hmm. an increase in oxytocin, that love hormone, the cuddle hormone, and that Mm -hmm. hormone is what helps us kind of create these long-lasting bonds and kind of cement those relationships with other people. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's helpful. That's how relationships are supposed to work, right? We get kind of maybe get over, see a decline in some of that stuff, but you just, you know, that good old comfortable love, Mm -hmm. like moving to appreciation of that because that takes time and years and trust and commitment and you know all of that to build and appreciating that
1: I like that one study that you um, said because, you know, I think we can fight to find that passion more often. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you don't have that passion all yeah. the time because you've been married for 15 years, um, you were telling me about the study of the two bridges yeah. and where there were two bridges at different heights and there was mm-hmm. one at a low-level height that just wasn't very exciting. Yeah. It was very calm. And then there was another bridge at a higher height.
0: Yep, kind of wickety, kind of shaky. Yeah. It was
1: shaky. It was just a little bit more like, oh but you can yeah. you know that there's probably more dopamine more adrenaline mm-hmm. associated with that because it was a little more dangerous living on the dangerous yeah. edge and then the conclusion of the study you can
0: so yeah there were there was a woman um an attractive woman at the end of the bridge and they gave the person um walking across the bridge their number and they were more likely to reach out to them after going over the high bridge right and the idea is that possibly one reason for that is that you know rush of you know maybe dopamine or adrenaline that they get they've not necessarily attached to being on the bridge but to the person mm-hmm. um, so I think that's interesting and maybe something we can try to apply mm-hmm. if you want to see that increase in passion you're feeling a little you know dull these days do something exciting and be you know do something where you see your adrenaline go up with your partner and then maybe some of that's attached to that get that spark back is that enough for
1: you to go skydiving with your husband no he definitely wants Hard to get- no. And I can go with Jace and then we can go have a weekend trip after and
0: bang, bang,
1: (laughs) let's get it on.
0: I will do lots of other things to increase passion with my spouse, but I'm still a hard no on skydiving.
1: I think you're going to change one day. I think we're going to wear you down. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) But that is such a cool thing to think about. And I I love that. That's what I love about science and research so much is that it. Like we can, we can change things like yeah. if we think they're dull. And so one thing is yeah. maybe be a little bit crazy and then have our yeah. spouse at the end of that and we can associate them together and we can, yeah. we can have a boost yes. in our romantic love. Passion boost. I can't wait to do something <laughs> crazy. That's right. <laughs> um, it, I, another thing that I loved about that is that when you think about, you know, a lot of things are based off of passion, mm-hmm. that initial attraction, um, but that's not ne- what's necessarily linked to a healthy relationship, a yeah. healthy romantic relationship. And the other things are like the commitment and stuff. So for our young people, we need to look at, we really need to look at those goals.
0: Yeah, for sure. And whatnot. Yeah. So we were reading
1: a lot about Dr. Um, no, John Gottman. Do- is he a doctor? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. He's John Gottman. And so yeah. um, we had a lot of fun stuff with, uh, with him. He is like actually a relationship guru yes and expert. he has all the things i mean he set up a love lab which yes. is pretty cool yeah. um and i imagine I've,
0: being an actual love doctor i love that yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it is interesting it, and his stuff is so, a lot of it's very
0: complicated yeah I mean,
1: he actually has mathematical equations Bottles of to love, love
0: predicting yeah divorce and he says he's 90
1: percent accurate which makes That's... me very nervous yeah. to like go <laughs> and be in By him and say, are we gonna last? But I guess wonder if that would be a cool thing to do. Is like, you know, before you get married, say we need to go to the love doctor and be inspected. And if he can give us the okay, then then I'll marry you. I like that. Um, Maybe something like that. But one thing I did really like about him so hard for me um but when you're thinking about making a relationship work yeah um he has this principle of five positive interactions to one yeah. negative
0: yeah the five one interactions
1: rule. oh my goodness that's a lot of positive <laughs>
0: that's true <laughs> I understand that's something that you struggle with But, um, you know, in the literature, this has been shown over and over again, that positive interactions with, I mean, this is true with friends, with your kids, whoever, but certainly with our spouses, our romantic partners, it's so important, right? Looking at, you can kind of predict quality, look at how many positive interactions, how many nice things do you say, is there kind of that kind of touching and, and hugging and kissing and, you know, just those positive interactions really drive the quality of the relationship, um, even in conflict, right? Because he doesn't say avoid conflict, like never fight. But even like when you piece. are fighting, right, it's like there should still be the positive interactions should still outweigh the negative. Um, yeah, so yeah he, interesting. He
1: definitely doesn't conflict actually doesn't even. It, mm-hmm. even go into that equation because you can do yeah. conflict positively yeah you
0: can do it well um for sure.
1: and that is harder and it does take a little bit more work and it takes a little bit more denying the flesh of our words and what yeah. we want to say um, yeah and
0: I think you know it's something we can work on it's something we can do better at because like you said it's hard for people it's not natural especially when you've been with someone the whole time like if I'm annoyed that you didn't do the dishes when you said you were gonna do the dishes mm-hmm. like I want to come home and be like What the heck, dude? Like, you said you were gonna do this, right? But I think remembering that we have the power to control um, the tone of those interactions rather than coming home and saying a smart remark or something sarcastic that we can do it in a positive way. Like we can create a, you know, a positive environment. I think that that's
1: important to note that it's even internally and in our brain. So maybe we don't Mm -hmm. voice those negative things. Yeah. um, But if we're, if we're thinking negative things throughout the day about someone or our Mm -hmm. spouse, it, it might be that they do the littlest thing when Mm -hmm. you get home, but that might be the trigger in your brain that like attacks them. And they may not even know because you've been silent. Like you haven't said those things that are brutal. Brewing, mm-hmm. And you just keep brewing and brewing yep. and brewing, and then they forget you know, ketchup at the grocery store. And that's the key ingredient to your meatloaf. Yep. And you're like, what a loser. Why <laughs> yeah. not? And you like catch ketchup explodes. of all things. Yeah. And he's like, it was ketchup, right. but you had been thinking of X, Y, Z, yeah. all of the things. Yeah. And so I and mean, that's something for me. It's like, mm-hmm. he's not aware of what goes on inside of my brain. Yeah. So I have to control my brain too. So if yeah. I'm going to do this, it's not necessarily to what I say to him, which can be beneficial mm-hmm. and he needs to hear positive things. But it's also what I think yeah, about him. That's good. So controlling like if I'm gonna if I'm down this pattern of he yeah. is not this, he is not this, he didn't do this, yeah. Then stopping that and co- correcting it before mm. it, it, it becomes a yeah. big argument.
0: Yeah, what are the good things? What has he done? All of that I think is good. You know, when I think about this, though, something else that popped up a lot in the literature when I was reading about this was the idea of equity, that that's really important to have a high-quality relationship. And so I think the positive piece is hard if the relationship is not equitable. Mm. Like, if you truly are the one who always does the dishes, um, if you're giving more of your possessions, of your time, mm. of your effort, like, that's not going to work and yeah. just being positive is not going to not going to fix that. I think both partners have a responsibility to contribute equitably. Does that mean that we contribute the same? Like yeah. that that I have to do the dishes 50% and he does 50% and mm-hmm. I do half the laundry and he does no, right? Like he always cuts the grass. I do that 0% of the time, right? So there are other things that I do so that, you know, we're both giving um and receiving. Equitably. And that, that can be, like, a simple
1: conversation, too, mm-hmm. just to say, I feel... Like yeah. this is a huge burden and, and yep. maybe it is, um, you know, something that when we had this conversation, like cleaning the house was just so hard to keep up with. Mm-hmm. And when we had a conversation based on that, we said that, okay, well, we're just going to pay for somebody every so yeah. often to deep clean this house because this is something that we're both struggling with, especially with two people that work. Yeah. And that's the, that's the standard today is both husband and wife are working yeah. and that's super hard. It's hard to keep up with all those tasks. So, um, I would just say, if we really want the romantic love, um, that we need to have more conversations mm-hmm. about how we feel, you yeah. know, are you feeling overworked, overused and, yep. and then, and then somebody, you know, can change it. Cause it might be as simple as yeah. just you being the drop off person for right. a kid to gymnastics. Yeah. Like that is a thing. That drives that's me crazy. Yeah. That's the one thing that I feel like, you know, you never do. And yeah. be like, oh, oh, that's simple. Like, I, I can take her. That? or yeah. I can
0: pick her up. Or yeah. I can
1: pick him up. Things like that. And yeah. so we can... Work through it. Yeah. And
0: I like that you brought up feelings because it's not necessarily just division of labor, although that's really important. Like, it's funny. I was reading a piece that, um, in a survey, it's one of like the top three things that people say is important in a partner. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, I want someone I like, but, you know, I yeah. also really need someone who'll do the dishes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the feeling piece that you're giving emotionally mm. as much as you're receiving. So one person can't always be the shoulder to cry on, the supportive one, yeah. the one who's being vulnerable, the one who's opening up. Like, both. Both of you need to be giving and receiving um, in those kind of emotional ways too. Yeah.
1: And, and, you know, we've talked about this before, even the love languages, this is a mm, perfect way yeah. to, to um, have equity there is, yep. is saying, Hey, I know that I don't necessarily um, want to do this all the time, but yeah. that's your love language. So I'm going to make sure I do it sometime yeah. and, and vice versa mm-hmm. saying, you know, like, if it is words of affirmation, it might be hard. It's hard for me. Yeah. But to really think about those things that I appreciate and make sure that they're done so that the person feels like they're valued.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. The other thing, um, kind of the last thing that I really liked was um, the idea of self-disclosure being so important in relationships. And, you know, I think we've joked about this, but on a serious note, I think sometimes we stop doing that in our relationships after Mm. a certain point of time. Like, I think it's very easy for me and you as friends, like, to do this where we'll, you know, I only see you, you know, once a week or so. And then to be like, oh, like, how was your week? And we'll go deep pretty quickly. But, you know, we get... the routine with our spouses sometimes coming home just being like how was work work was fine how was your day good moving on now let's do dinner and get the kids to bed right and it's like how often do you actually sit down with your spouse and mm-hmm. you know get vulnerable and say the things you're thinking like you know like but we joke about that like our husbands will be like wait we didn't talk about this like <laughs> yeah. how does she know <laughs> like you know just because you think because I know it he knows it because we've been mm-hmm. together so long yeah. but I didn't say it to him yeah yeah,
1: yeah. That that is that's hard and that t- that takes time and work. I um my husband just recently got this game. It's like a relationship uh-huh. game and it's questions like this like if you want to take your relationship, yeah. even friend or yep. romantic relationship to the next level. Um yeah. or the there's these questions and you can play it in a game form, but what we found sometimes is it just actually sits by the bed and we'll like yeah. just pull a question out before bed, you yeah. know, just that just opens that. it up as, and and so so cool to know that. Um my Husband doesn't like it because I get like very stimulated by the question sometimes. And I'm like ready to go deep and say like, it still is 10 30. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we don't
0: have on night <laughs> I mean,
1: you know, we're not like this is not like a full-on two hour conversation. This is like a bedtime conversation yes. piece. Um, but it, it's fun, and you don't realize how close that that brings yeah. you. Um it reminds me, and this is not romantic love, but we were on a Burbowski vacation yeah. and we wanted to play a game, and um, we played this game 36 questions to fall in love with yeah one this was another.
0: like a thing that went viral online like a few years back and it was this whole thing that came out from um, dr arthur aaron who's out of let's see Stony Brook University and came up with 36 questions to make um you fall in love with anyone right yeah. which is yeah. so funny but we did it you know as friends with our parents yeah. and our spouses it worked on our my kids. mother
1: totally yeah she's in love <laughs> she
0: talks about that that was like time. that was like it probably will
1: make a highlight of her life yeah um but yeah. just like hearing everyone's answers yeah. and it would start out with like questions like describe your perfect day yeah like very surface fun. Yeah, but easy fun. but like cool to yeah. learn that about people and and what is their the idea of their perfect day
0: yeah and then it works towards increasingly um more serious and deeper more vulnerable types of questions um one that stands out to me is uh one of the last ones is like whose death um would be the biggest um, impact impact Yeah, yeah. whose death in your you know in your family or friends like would have the biggest impact on you right now and why like Oh my gosh!
1: I don't know why we're so infatuated with death because <laughs> one of my favorite ones was like Do you have any hunch about the way you'll die? No.
0: Like, it was such an
1: interesting question. Do you yeah. have any hunches? How no, you'll die? No, I don't want
0: to talk about it. Do you?
1: I I want to die extravagantly <laughs> with a bang. Of course you do. Like I want it to be. I mean, if I had to die, like something like that... Sorry, it might be too soon, but the plane that crashed on Highway oh eighty five. Like, I'm flying a plane. I'm living the life. I don't want to take anybody else out with me though.
0: Yeah, you also but want your ashes to be like in a firework over an ocean. So I, I <laughs> you really want to go, like, literally want to go out with
1: a bang. Def- I really do. I want I don't know to why be we're talking about this.
0: Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> but, I,
1: uh, but, um, it would just make me happy for people's yeah. last memory to be like a beautiful fireworks show and doing all my favorite <laughs> things, and then you could really truly experience a piece of me okay. what if it like flew in your hair and
0: you were like oh There's my Jane. gosh okay let's okay move on that wasn't that was too much <laughs> too I don't rigorous. even know
1: where we're going with that
0: okay but, but anyway the questions are super deep like when was the last time you cried in front of someone or cry that? cry yes yeah, 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 cried that. in front of
1: one <laughs> or um what is your like worst memory your best memory things like that you know the Mm -hmm. things that really um that we open up and causes us to be vulnerable and so I think that those are moments where we become so close to one another and you can do that like that is something that you can manufacture and so when you're when you're looking for connection romantically or even friendship or friend wise um the self disclosure piece
0: so good so this week lots of positive interaction Share, Maybe look up 36 questions to fall in love. Do them with your spouse, your partner, your romantic other. Um, Oh, and adrenaline. Do something crazy. Yeah. Go skydiving if you want, but I won't be there. But your partner needs to be with you. (laughs) That's right. So why should we do all these things, Jade? Because 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 we we love love you. you. You've been listening to the Because We Love You podcast. Join us next time for more encouragement and hope as we pursue a life of wellness together. Why? Because we love you.